Folks, I really love this conversation today with Rebecca Mackay, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So I'm going to DM Rebecca her first tweet, and we're going to get into it. You know the drill. Strap in, because here we go. So this is this kid is now almost 15, but uh, the tweet is, so this afternoon, my 12-year-old goes, whatever happens, I don't want to be a writer. And I asked why, prepared to hear that she hated how much I travel and how I've made writing look miserable. And she goes, nothing ever turns out like I want. And I was like, oh, fuck, she's a writer. And has she sort of turned out to be thus far? She's way more into theater right now. She wants to act. Um, she, one of the things she's doing at, at Arts Camp this summer is filmmaking. And I right. could see something like that because she's visual and she's so, yeah. um, you know, there are many other ways to be a writer. To and I think what I was really, of course, getting at there, and this is what I've known about this kid since she could, you know, talk was she's going to have a, a career in the arts. And my, my daughter and I both have uh, ADHD and I do. Too. I do, too. I didn't know it for a long time. Yeah, especially girls were not diagnosed. The only people getting diagnosed the little white boys who were very, yeah. very squirmy and falling out of their chairs and throwing spitballs. Children of color were usually more seen as a discipline issue. Right. They use it as an excuse to either discredit intelligence or just uh, some moral judgment because they're not sitting in their seat. But then for women, for girls, it's much less common that physical hyperactivity is part of that. For me, it's always been verbal hyperactivity. And I did not know until I was like 43 that that was a thing. Um, and it's much more about spaciness. I'm spacey like that too. Oh Are my you spacey? God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to support a friend at a literary reading. And oh my God, I love you. I will hug you. I will buy you drinks afterward. I will sit there. I'm not going to hear a word you say. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I... But nothing is going to go in. Um, and that was school for me. Um, right. But I found a million ways around it. And there, of course, there are superpowers to this that, you know, the hyper focus, that's the flip side of that. I can hyper focus for five hours on, on writing. You're also incredibly funny. Do you think that has something to do with it? That ADHD? I think so. I have a really associative mind. Can you give an example, like just for our listeners, what that means? If we're sitting at dinner and we're talking, and you say something about milk, right? I could find 17 stories that I find entertaining, at least, <laughs> that are just there. It's like a file folder of like, ooh, the time. And then there's this rumor that like the reason that I used to believe that the reason that they make chocolate milk is to hide when cows have blood in their milk. And that's the milk that they use to make chocolate milk. So we could go in 17 directions. It's partly about seeing maybe parallels maybe figurative language, maybe metaphors, but it's also just, oh my God, I have a story about that. And that certainly helps my writing. This is what happens to me. This is a very ADHD thing. I have seven things I want to say at once and I only have one mouth. So I'm going to pick a couple of them to say. I am so easily bored that I live in fear of boring other people and I'm hyper attuned to what might be boring. So living in fear of boring people, I'm not one of those people who's gonna constantly, constantly go for the joke because that actually annoys the hell out of me. The person who just can't help every tiny little punchline along the way, which it's is- It's too easy. It is too need, easy, right? We need emotional range, you know? 
Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it's much more about entertaining people. It's much more about yeah. engaging people and entertaining them, whether that is in conversation, whether that's in my writing, whether that's in teaching, whether that's on Twitter. And I think the Twitter is definitely related to the ADHD, right? Because yes. partly, here's the thing. I, okay, it's not like I am focused on my novel and if I go over to Twitter for 30 seconds, I'm going to lose it. Because I am always juggling 75 things Right. It's not like I was, you know, it's the, the metaphor that I sometimes use is like some people's brains apparently are like this nice, narrow country road and you're just going along it and something <laughs> might distract you, but mostly you're just going along it. And my brain is like Times Square. Do you think when you're at your artistic peak, like, you know, when every once in a while when we're writing, you get hot and you get the great material flowing out, you know, every once in a while when you're synced up like that, do you think your ADD is sort of firing on all cylinders too, because it's pulling from wherever it needs, like spontaneous? I think so. One of the things I'm constantly telling my writing students is that most writers, um, and I certainly can be guilty of this myself, we all have a tendency to choose too little to put into a story or a novel. It's like you go to the grocery store and you come back with like only three things to put in your soup. And you've chosen those elements. And then you feel like you got to stick with those elements. So it's like, okay, all I've got is these two women in this house and it's raining. You know, like you can make absolutely anything happen. Like, do you want a hot air balloon on the lawn? You can have a hot air balloon crash on the lawn. And you can trust it. Don't you think like when you yeah. instinctively think, okay, hot air balloon's coming now. It's like, there's a reason I thought of that. It usually oh, yeah. turns out. Right. So, you know, I'm going to have to work to weave that in and make it believable, but I can do that. And so... Yeah, I think that there's a sense in which, you know, when I do feel like I'm working really well, I'm not just kind of trudging on to the most logical next sentence. Right. Right. It's not like I wrote this and so therefore the next sentence is this. It's more I wrote this and then I'm going to open a window and here comes this whoa thing, you know, out of left field. And just the unpredictable sentence, the unpredictable object, the unpredictable image, the unpredictable line of dialogue isn't right. going to come from the next logical step, right? So you've got to be willing to think illogically. Okay, so you're going to see this photo of this like impossibly glamorous woman. Um, and then my tweet is, my impossibly glamorous grandmother would have been 112 today. She wrote over 30 novels in Hungarian. We met each other once before she died. Uh, that had 35 replies, 26 retweets, and 1,663 likes. Do you mind going down that thread a little bit? Maybe Yeah. Because I thought they were all fabulous. So the next one is, she was a professional stage actress before the war. So every photo of her is something along these lines. Although... TBF, to be frank, sometimes she's dressed as a shepherdess or something. The next one is she got in a lot of trouble with both the Nazis and the Soviets. And one time she came back to her house after being in hiding for a while. And there was a severed ox head on her writing desk. Wow. Possibly just from Russian soldiers picnicking in the house. That's a mind-blowing tweet. And You thought you had a bad writing day. Yeah. Was there a severed <laughs> ox head on your desk? More Twitterverse after the break.
Welcome back to Twitterverse. I'm about to DM another tweet to novelist Rebecca Mackay, and we're going to get into it. People need to see this again. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to retweet it really soon because this story has such a happy ending. So the tweet is, one of Chicago's best indies, Volumes Books, shout out at Volumes Books, and they're amazing, is in danger of losing their home. This was in uh, May of 2020. I coerced 27 other writers into recreating the Breakfast Club dance with me when the fundraiser reached $35,000. To quote, you've got mail, save the indies, and you will save your soul. Hashtag, we are not alone, Um, which is, of course, the song. The photo here that comes up is the beginning of this, which is Lauren Groff starting it off. And she actually starts off by being like, Rebecca, I can't believe you're making me do this. Fuck you. And then she starts (laughs) dancing. And then we've got everything. We've got, like, God, Andrew Sean Greer, who kind of almost looks like Anthony Michael Hall and Pat, and he's, like, in this doorway doing the the exact move. We've got Susan Orlean, like, dancing in some courtyard. We've got Lisa Lucas. We've got, uh, oh, my God, these amazing people. Garth Greenwell was um, sick. He had promised to do it. So his contribution is he's, like, under a blanket, and his partner sort of taps him on the face, and he takes the blanket down and shakes his head no and pulls it back up. Um, we've got Luis Urrea. We've got, oh, my God. We got, it, was, it was just the most beautiful thing, and I could watch it again and again all day. Okay, so this was two, more than two years ago. Right. They did lose their home. But this was a bookstore. It's an incredible indie bookstore started by two sisters, and they started in uh, 2017-16, something like that. It was partly the pandemic was the issue and partly a landlord who was doing really bad landlord stuff. And they just had to raise a lot of money really fast. So they lost their home. They were operating out of this one satellite location they have and then doing everything online. Um, but they got a new location and just really in the same neighborhood in Wicker Park, down the block, and they are um, rehabbing it right now. Uh, Rebecca George, one of the owners, just posted on Twitter or Facebook, I can't remember this photo of herself, like lying down in exhaustion on these carpet squares that they're putting in the kids section. And it should be opening, uh, I think, early this fall, and we are going to have the biggest party I recently learned that not everyone's dog has a theme song. I'm so confused. Like multiple theme songs. That's basically what they're doing is bringing songs into your life somehow. You just have a little song that you sing them with their name in it, or you have a song about what they're doing and it gets elaborated on. I don't know if I feel like I'm uh, ever better than when I'm singing to my dog and just yes. singing her silly songs with her names exactly. in it, her name in it, telling her she could do anything in the world, you know, any adventure. <laughs> like, I just love it. And I don't even have a good voice, but she loves right. it. You know? Yeah, you don't have to have a good voice. The dog doesn't have a good voice. Like, yeah. Well, what's your dog's name? Coco. You have like songs about Coco Puffs, yeah. and you got songs about the baseball yeah. player Coco Chris, yeah. and you've got like Coco, Coco Chanel. Like, no, they need to be told how like how important they are. Oh yeah. So this is a thread that the first tweet is, 
I was thinking today about the most about the absolute most important career advice I ever give anyone, which some people follow and some people don't. Specifically, wherever you are, your job is to make the table bigger. And that got 45 replies, 1,557 retweets, and 7,581 likes. And it's a beautiful thread if you feel like... I'm going to go down to like the last one. It's added this kind of PS. The reason I don't say make more room at the table, but I said, you know, make the table bigger, is this would imply sliding over, crowding together limited resources. What we want to do is add new wings. No one's getting crowded out. No one has to eat sideways. And the, the other part of the thread I'll kind of summarize here is that you don't wait until you feel like you've arrived because you're never going to feel like you've arrived, never. right? And so where, whatever that level is, and if that level is you got into your high school lit mag and right. you're 16 years old, what can you do? Okay, can you join the lit mag editorial staff and, you know, get more space for other writers right you don't wait until you feel like i'm finally secure enough when i was um maybe 26 the poet ed hirsch gave the most amazing craft talk and he said the day you win the pulitzer you celebrate the next day you start comparing yourself to every other writer who has a pulitzer and it's like okay i don't have a pulitzer i was a finalist yes you were look at what fucking happens then i'm like well who else is a finalist and like who and like i haven't won it like the worst part of my brain yes yes and i and i have that too it's important that everybody know <laughs> we all have that we just battle against it you know everyone has many little bad tiny right. little demons in the back of their brain and it's the like well you know that person was a finalist, but then they won two years later. Well, I'm probably not going to win. They, me, me, me. One of the best ways to shut that bitchy little demon up is to help other people, right? You don't just sit there go. Right? You don't just sit there going. You ought to be grateful. You should be happy. Is it doesn't tend to work. What tends to work is okay. So I'm going to teach at this library thing that maybe doesn't pay me a ton, but I feel like I have time and I'm gonna do it and who knows who I'm gonna reach or I'm gonna work really hard to get more scholarships going at you know at Story Studio, which is my place. I'm not gonna hoard my hardest earned writing advice. I'm gonna tweet it. I'm honored and so grateful to you for bringing so much of yourself here and letting us talk about your tweets. Yeah, I'm so excited about this podcast in general. I will listen the hell out of it. That was amazing, right? Rebecca Mackay. Truly, like, such a fascinating conversation. It was great to crack into some of those topics that I don't always get to talk to with guests about, like, ADHD and that sort of thing. And also, I want to recommend to you that, of course, that you go and follow Rebecca Mackay online at Twitter. Her handle is at Rebecca Mackay, R-E-B. E-C-C-A-M-A-K-K-I-A. And I also want to recommend that you go follow her on Instagram. 
which is the same. Her handle is at Rebecca Mackay. And if you go and look at her post on Instagram, you'll see up in the top left, she's got one post that's pinned, and that is her forthcoming book tour for her new book, I Have Some Questions For You, which I said again, will be coming out February 21st, and you should definitely get your hands on that. And also, you should go to her Instagram and look at her tour dates And she's going to a ton of places and she's probably coming to a city near you. So maybe you could go out and meet her. Listen, people, I got a confession to make over the weekend. I did something kind of weird and I feel strange even telling you about this. But here it goes. I started a sub stack. That's right. You know, I did it. I started a newsletter for this podcast and it's called wait for it. Twitter verse two words capital t capital v and i'm not sure what this newsletter means for our relationship or where it's headed but we've got some substackification ahead of us let's get substacked and the first issue of my substack newsletter goes out today with this episode and i go deeper into my conversation with rebecca mckay i share with you my own thoughts and insights about our conversation what my favorite parts were and what i specifically learned from today's conversation with rebecca mckay plus today's newsletter also contains some other special treasures look hopefully by now you figured out i don't even know how to be boring so go sign up for my twitterverse newsletter at substack or go to the show's website twitterversepod.com and there's a link on the main page and you can sign up for my newsletter there you'll thank me later people and while you're online come say hi on twitter at gabe hudson keep it real on the timeline don't be the main character and keep those tweets 100 <laughs>